coming up on The Medicine Podcast. There's an attraction that is existing between the Barbies and the Kens, but either one or both of the dynamics are toxic in the sense that that attraction is going to lead to something you know detrimental. What they don't ever do is pivot the polarity from something that's toxic into something that's complementary. It's left as polar opposites that can't necessarily be reconciled in a healthy way that produces a, a legitimate spark of relationship. Yeah, they depict men and women as polar opposites rather than polar complements. They leave the movie with, all right, Barbie land is for the women essentially and that's fine the real world is kind of where men rule and we'll just leave it at that there isn't really this reconciliation yeah. effort and, and i felt like that was a, a drop yeah. ball for sure something that i disliked which which is that men and women are always going to be in competition with each other it's perpetual back and forth it's the pendulum swinging from one end of the extreme spectrum to the other end and that that the middle ground is doesn't exist yeah and i just i don't think that that's the way that society is but also how it should be depicted welcome back to the medicine podcast my name is mimi and i'm sitting here with my partner in life and love and all the things my love chase what is going on, everybody? <laughs> so excited. I'm so excited. We have officially stepped into the role of film critic. And pop culture and pop uh, commentators. Culture aficionados. Yeah, yeah. Um, today we're talking about the Barbie movie because you yeah. and I went to see the Barbie movie. We did. And although we don't really talk about pop culture much, this one actually is somewhat in the lane that we like to yeah. play in as it pertains to male and female dynamics and relationships and uh this movie talked about both directly and indirectly those exchanges between male and female mm -hmm. and uh prompted a lot of thought and question from us as well as what is clearly pretty evident in the society at large as it pertains to this movie and it's turning sort of controversial which is yeah. funny and and not surprising i guess everything seems to be controversial these days uh, but the question that many are asking the question that we will ask today and do our best to answer from our own seat from our opinion is is the barbie movie anti-male yeah yeah and we're definitely we have so many thoughts this this movie might seem for someone who hasn't seen it or maybe goes in and just kind of doesn't really contemplate or think about the deeper themes, it can seem kind of superficial. Right. Obviously, Barbie is like the epitome of probably like superfic superficiality. But there were actually, I was surprised at how many deep life themes there were in this movie and when i had posted you know just quickly on my story i was like oh we went and saw a barbie movie i probably had 20 people ask like oh my god what are your thoughts what right. are your thoughts what are your thoughts and i was telling people typing you know my answers and everything and then it, we were just like why don't we do an episode on this yeah. because these are these it, it's a movie but there are very real themes um that we that elicit a lot of really important dialogue i think um, amongst men and women and and all of that 
when I first saw the previews or first heard about this movie, I just knew we would see it based yeah. on, I love the colors of, <laughs> of Barbie. I love Barbie colors. Um, I wear them often. If you haven't watched our YouTube, you can find me in various bright colors, neon yeah. colors. Um, and so I'm attracted to that. There's also beautiful people, actors that we both know and enjoy when we mm -hmm. partake in watching movies and, and things of that nature. And so I was like, dude, I'm totally going to watch this with also the assumption that most mainstream content that's made in this day and age is quote unquote woke. And it's, it leans progressive liberal. Yeah. Uh, if you want to call it that I'm doing the best that I can to take labels and attach them where, mm -hmm. where they're fit. And even though that's not necessarily my identity is, is woke, liberal, progressive, I sort of just give the caveat to anything that I'm consuming from the mainstream. Yeah. And so even prior to some of the uh, outcries from conservatives over the last, I don't know, month or so since this movie's been out, I had this assumption that it would probably lean that way mm -hmm. and wasn't really bothered by it. Yeah. And in a lot of cases there have been times where I'm pretty exhausted by the politically correctness of everything, by the wokeness of everything. But in this case, I just sort of assumed I'd given mm -hmm. a little uh, bogey, mm -hmm. if you will, towards this movie and the content that would be coming from it and had just assumed that it would be like, yeah, probably leaning that way, but I'm mm -hmm. just going to take it for whatever it's worth and, and see if I can have some fun. Only then, you know, leading up to the last three or four weeks of us prior to seeing this movie, there's been some prominent figures mostly conservative mm -hmm. who've been outspoken about its danger and yeah. warning that it's very anti-man and mm -hmm. anti-male mm -hmm. uh, deteriorating of the traditional family, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm really glad that I didn't engage. I didn't listen to any podcasts or any really like movie reviews or anything from these people. Um, I think that that would have influenced how I almost acted as like a filter of me witnessing and watching the movie rather than me just going with no other information. And it, examining and sort of just like self-reflecting on like what did I think of this how did I engage with this movie and how did the the jokes the content the messages how did it land for me and, and I would just encourage you know th this movie or this this podcast review um is going to have spoilers so if you yeah. haven't seen it yet and you you don't want anything to be I don't know spoiled like listen to this after you yeah, watch we'll, it we'll probably be sharing certain instances from the movie that would give away certain jokes yeah. or punchlines. And you might and so. it just you might not enjoy it as much, I guess, if you haven't seen the movie and don't know what we're referring to. This isn't like a full movie review. We're talking about the themes, the what we liked, what we disliked, yeah. and um, then answering the question, is it anti-man so we're definitely not film critics no. so we don't have this sort of like technical expertise that no. we'll be filtering through this movie through. But um like you said, the f general framework is we're trying to get to the answering this question. Is this movie anti-male? Is it anti-man? Um, but we'll highlight some of the things that we enjoyed, some mm -hmm. of the takeaways that we had from the, sh from the show. Uh, we're going to each give two of the things that we loved, two of the things that we didn't really love or didn't really like about the movie, and then get down to whether or not this, this movie is anti-male. Mm -hmm. um, and, and in all honesty and in all transparency for the way that I see a lot of the entertainment that's out there currently is I'm, I'm really legitimately fatigued that everything has to be politically correct, mm -hmm. that there's what seems like strategic placement of a diverse set of genders and races and literally everything that it almost doesn't seem, um, 
authentic and original anymore. And while I, I honor and see a lot of value for ensuring that there is equal opportunity for these various roles as it pertains to the acting and entertainment industry, sometimes I'm like, Jesus Christ, do we have to just like completely stifle original ideas mm -hmm. for the sake of inclusion? Mm -hmm. And um, so, so with that context, I actually tend to lean towards the Jordan Peterson types of uh, opinion as it pertains to a lot of entertainment, Hollywood and the industry at large. But for this movie, mm -hmm. it's the fucking Barbie movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I had a pretty good idea yeah. of what I was going into. This is going to be a heavy femaley, femaley, female oriented mm -hmm. movie and piece of entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So I think let's just jump into our general takes. I can start if yeah. you want. So my general take, um, I first off thought it was freaking hilarious. I was laughing out loud the entire time. Um, and the jokes, <laughs> I won't, I won't give away, uh, you know, the jokes, but I can, I want to be the person that can laugh at a joke. If it's a good joke, whether I align or agree with the underlying message yeah. of the joke. So for example, I, we can watch stand-up, and if the comedian has an anti-vaxxer joke, I still laugh if it's a good joke. Right. If, it, if it's not a good joke, then I don't laugh. But if it's good, I can chuckle along and just be like, oh my gosh, yeah. Or just uh, appreciate the creativity that went into the joke-making process without that laugh meaning that I fully align and that's my stance on it. And it's like, I'm so fatigued by people trying to dictate comedy. Right. Yeah. And there's different flavors for yeah. everybody. I personally want to be the person that can laugh at a good joke, whether it's about me or something that I sort of like identify with, or it's something else that I don't identify with. So just going into that, that was my take on on the jokes. Um, it was over the top, of course. The jokes are completely over the top, but that's how comedy is. It's not funny if it's not over the top, if it's not a little bit edgy. Right. Like, sorry, the, the most politically correct comedy out there, I don't think is that funny. Um, I think you do have to be a little edgy in comedy to really, like, get people rolling on the floor. Um and it, to me, felt like one big SNL skit. Yep. We talked about this where it was like, if you go into it thinking, just like accepting it for that, that it's parody, that it is just one giant SNL skit, I, I think it's brilliant. Um, if you're easily offended and if you have a hard time laughing at parody, you're probably not going to like this movie. Um, in my opinion, it's not a kid's movie. Um, kind of contradictory to the marketing and everything like yeah. that. Like, I think probably a lot of people will take their little girls or kids thinking that, oh, it's Barbie. It's a kid's movie. It's definitely not a kid's movie. All of the humor and themes are very adult. Well, they're adult in the sense that they're tropes on mainstream culture and society, which yeah. younger kids just haven't really necessarily picked up on yet. Yeah. Also, Barbie is nostalgic for decades of... Of, of history going back to the current era. Yeah. And so even if the kid is, is aware of Barbies, 
they're likely going to miss a ton of the jokes because of how many decades Barbie actually goes back in time. Yeah. And so much of the humor is nostalgia based on some of those Barbie trends that go back to like the 50s or 60s or whatever it was. And there's definitely like sexual innuendo. There's no outright explicit sex. There's not even like kissing or anything like that. Um, But it does have a lot of like sexual innuendo uh, type comedy that kids are just not going to understand. But I was laughing along to there is some physical comedy, which kids might like or find funny. But I think most of the humor comes from the innuendo type. Um, My six year old niece saw it and she didn't, she said that she, it was okay, but she didn't really get it. We were walking out of the movie theater with a bunch of kids and, and the parents were like, you know, looked clearly like they were, they had been laughing quite a bit and they were asking their kids how they liked it. And the kids were like, meh, it was fine. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I guess it was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but it, it definitely wasn't like a kid hit. And, and then what's funny is like, I wouldn't have expected it to be a kid movie, but the 30 minutes of trailers prior were all kids movies. Yeah. It was like trolls and like puppy dog cartoon yeah. movies and which, which whatever. Um, I forgot by the way, how freaking long. Yeah. Like the previews it was like are 30 I was minutes. this close to falling asleep. Part of that movie <laughs> starting. Um, but, but that was a little interesting too, is that y- you wonder, and I think actually some of the more conspiracy theory ideas around the propaganda pertaining to Barbie is that they're trying to indoctrinate kids with these ideas. And I guess if there's any sort of like validity to that, Interestingly enough, they've chosen the framing of this movie to be for kids. And it's clearly evident through the uh, previews that we saw. They were all children's movies, animations. Um, And so that was a little bit of a miss to me. It's like you wouldn't be showcasing SNL to your young kids necessarily. I watched SNL when I was a kid, but not every kid is like interested in SNL. Yeah, right. And this was in a a two hour SNL sketch. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, just more last point on my general take of the movie. They do go pretty hard in the paint on men in general, giving men in general a hard time. And although the archetype archetypes, which we're going to talk about, the archetypes that they portray are very real and have I've personally experienced them in my life. So it like it made it funny because you know, the fuck boy, for example, is like everyone knows a fuck boy and they depict it perfectly, but they do go hard on men in general. And, um, they could have shown a healthy version of masculinity that, but that was just kind of, we'll, we'll get more into that, but that was kind of my general take hilarious. I treated it like an SNL skit. Um, and I can also recognize like, holy crap. Yeah. They went really hard on men. Totally. Uh, really similar takeaways. Absolutely hilarious. I laughed the entire time. Um, it dunks on men. Mm-hmm. Like it is a complete dunk on the mainstream male. And that's fine. Like that's hilarious. Um, an SNL sketch that is making fun of the Kardashians is dunking on the Kardashians. Yeah. It's funny. And so that was a similar yeah. feeling that I took going through. Being a man, you can't help but feel a little pokes, you know, and then you have a decision as to whether or not you'll be offended by those pokes. Yeah. And so I think there's two things. If you are a female and you watch this movie and you are relatively shallow, you will be validated for all of the shallow thoughts that you have about men. If you are a male that watches this movie and, and are quite shallow, you will be offended, pissed and triggered by all of the, the things that go on in this movie. However, if you are someone of depth, you'll be able to see what is happening 
and take the comedy for what it's worth. Yeah, you have to have a good sense of humor. Without knowing the creators of this movie and having a conversation with them on this podcast around what their intentions were, mm -hmm. I cannot sit here and speak to whether or not there's some level of propaganda, some deep-seated indoctrination, or some level of intention to brainwash people <laughs> against men, masculinity, maleness at large. But that would be too much of a leap for me to take to come to that opinion or that conclusion here. So in order for me to live a happy and abundant life, I am choosing to believe that this is comedy mm -hmm. and leaving it at that. Yeah. So the other just takeaway for me is that this is entertainment. I'm mm -hmm. looking to be entertained. And like I mentioned, I like the colors of the movie. The people are beautiful. They're mm -hmm. super attractive. And so to look at Ryan Gosling or Margot Robbie, two of the most like stunningly handsome and gorgeous human beings on this planet, how do you not just sit back and enjoy yeah. it, man? It's <laughs> yeah. like, it's just good. Yeah. And so I'm also not going to be the person who's proclaiming like, I look at every person the same. No, dude. Like when you are physically attractive, I'm going to be a little bit more engaged. Mm -hmm. That's just reality. My meat suit responds to attractiveness in men and women. And when you're talking about human archetypes, oftentimes you want kind of the epitome of that archetype. Mm -hmm. and, sh and they are the epitome of Ken and Barbie. They, and, I, and I found that yeah. attractive energetically. Yeah, they casted perfectly yeah. for, the, for the main roles. They casted perfectly. Like I, I, there's not another human on earth that is more like the stereotypical Barbie than Margot Robbie and probably vice versa for Ken. And then, and then kind of last thing here for a takeaway entertaining yes funny yes storytelling and again i'm not a master when it comes to like movie scripts and story arc there were just some breaks in the story yeah. and the conclusion and the way that they wrapped up this movie in my analytical brain just had a miss mm -hmm. and i was like wait wait they never actually resolved many of the open-ended conflicts that arose earlier in the movie which some of my favorite movies, my favorite storytelling will produce a challenge, will produce a charge, maybe a relationship tension, um, a problem that needs to be solved. And then over the course of the movie, seek to alchemize and transmute those challenges or uh, reconcile those problems such that you have a conclusion and a takeaway that plays on human experience. This thing we talk about all the time in personal development, what we talk about all the time on the medicine, which is you come up against a challenge, you have a tension in a relationship, you work through it, you accumulate tools, you might even fail a couple times, but you push through it, you work through it, and on the other side of it, you're able to find some level of reconciliation, some level yeah. of improvement, some breakthrough, and you have this sort of completed loop. That doesn't really happen in this movie mm -hmm. as it pertains to the dynamic between the men and the women. And that's where I thought they missed an opportunity to not only just like, you know, draft up a pretty nice lesson as it pertains to human beings and people of different genders getting along in the world, but also just from cohesiveness of a storytelling standpoint, for me, who's who's trying to also look at, at entertainment with a story mm -hmm. uh, purpose behind it was just like, wait, I feel a little bit like there's more of the meal that I could have consumed and I'm not quite satiated from a storytelling standpoint. 
If you've been playing around with the thought of Botox for forehead lines or crow's feet, or just frustrated by your acne scars, listen up, my love. ClearStem just brought back their No Botox Repair Serum that tells your skin to repair itself and generate new healthy collagen. This has quickly become my favorite of their products, and here's why. The blend of growth factors, peptides, and collagen-derived stem cells immediately feeds your skin what it needs to bounce back from internal stress, UV damage, acne scars, and other environmental aging triggers. Bounce Back is perfect for anyone who wants to avoid Botox, prolong the results of their existing Botox, prevent further lines from forming, and those of us who deal with deeper acne scarring. These ingredients are the real deal and, as always, hormone-friendly and non-pore clogging, completely corrective and targeted for skin repair. You will notice your skin visibly smoother, brighter, and healthier looking in just a few uses. I personally use Bounce Back once a day, usually in the morning, followed by ClearStem's HydroGlow moisturizer. To get your lovely little hands on some bounce back or any of the anti-acne, anti-aging, truly clean ClearStem products, go to clearstemskincare.com and use the code MIMI for a nice hefty discount or check it out in our medicine cabinet linked in the show notes. You and your skin are going to love this stuff. Yeah, as the watcher, you want the ending to feel like, oh, yeah, I can take a sigh knowing that the the loop was closed, yeah. that they tied a nice ribbon on it at the end. And I, although in their, in the story, they did, it was a clear ending. It just wasn't, it didn't feel resolved to the watcher. For how funny it was, it ended so weird. And and, and you kind of go, oh, okay, I guess hmm. that's how they ended yeah. it. All right, that's how they ended it. Interesting choice. Um, Cool. So let's jump into, we're each going to share two things that we liked and two things that we did not like before we address this, mm -hmm. this final answer. Yeah. Um, so just some quick things that I liked where we, we don't have to spend much time on this, but just the nostalgia of Barbie. Yeah. Always had Barbies, me and my sisters. It was just nostalgic and brought a smile to my face, like seeing all the scenes and no little girl who has ever played with Barbies didn't think about herself being in that world. And, and so it was just nostalgic in that way. And I really enjoyed that. Actors, were A plus. The acting itself was really good for the plot of the movie. I thought it was great. Um, I really enjoyed the different, the unique kind of production style of the movie. I thought it was really kind of a, a hit. It was um, a 10 out of 10, in my opinion. Um, Weird Barbie was probably yeah, one of my yeah. favorite parts of the movie, it was just freaking hilarious. Um, but it, as we're, we're assuming, if you're listening, you've watched the movie yeah. so that we don't need to go explain yeah. who weird barbie is no we never we never do inside joke type stuff on this show we really try not to but in this case if you haven't seen the movie sorry we're not going to go back and explain everything no go check out the movie yeah totally um but as as um we speak to themes those were kind of just some quick things that i liked the theme that uh one of the themes that resonated with me was towards the end of the movie um america ferrera uh her character for, i'm forgetting her name in the movie but she goes on this she's the mom of the girl yeah um, and the mom specifically is one of the you know second or third largest characters in the movie right and she's dealing with this sort of like depressive type 
uh, feeling and Barbie interacts with her in the real world mm-hmm. and then goes back into Barbie land. Yeah. So her character um, goes on this sort of like rant when it's just her and the Barbies back in Barbie land. And this sort of she speaks to the the specific pressures of a modern woman. Um, she speaks to the needs of women feeling like they need to do and be all of the things perfectly all the time and make sure you have everyone like you along the way Um, that you need to have a career and work as if you don't have children but then you need to also mother as if you don't have a career and this like Ooh, this tension, this like budding of two worlds that I, I obviously I'm not a mother, but like I've spoken to, we've spoken to so many moms and I, personal friends of mine that feel this tension all the time to be perfect in all these different lanes. Um, and, and people are choosing that life. Of course, no one's making you have a career. No one's making you have children, but there is pressure, very real pressure on women, um, not only in the work and mother space, but also looks and making sure you don't look older than you are and you know there's 55 and 65 year olds that are doing everything in their power to make sure they don't look a day over 30 and there obviously there is this societal pressure on women to look young be sexy and continue to be uh, desired like a 30 year old you know for for the rest of their life like women do feel that intense pressure um and and i've felt it to some degree obviously not the mother part but um even just talking about being a mother i'm already thinking about that tension between building a business and having a career and 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 building what we what we love in the medicine but also putting the amount of conscious intentional energy into being a mother someday like that's already exists in me like thinking about that ahead of time so i thought it was great that they took um a few scenes to to just highlight this this pressure and of course men have their own pressures um that the movie didn't speak to Obviously, it was a very feminine movie. So they're speaking to women, mostly. Women are mostly the ones that played with Barbies. So women are probably going to be most of their demographic. That's who they're speaking to. So um, that theme really resonated with me. Yeah, I thought it was, they nailed it. And unrealistic expectations on on women has been uh, in the conversation a lot through this last decade or so. And I think that there's been a lot of uh, movement still, but those expectations still don't go away. Just because there's a level of awareness doesn't necessarily mean the feeling goes away. Mm-hmm. And I think in the home, you're right. There's this huge emphasis to be a mother and to produce um, a family dynamic that's really healthy and and uh, to curate an environment that's healthy for your children such that they can go on and be intelligent, contributing citizens to the world and, and establish solid relationships and lives for themselves. And in addition to the fact that there's now this opportunity, which you know, maybe it wasn't always the case historically for women, uh, but an opportunity to have a career, but, but there's not an accommodation necessarily for the home life and the career. And I've been in work environments where I've quite literally seen firsthand the unrealistic pressure and expectation on women with families, mm-hmm. women who are pregnant in the workspace. And a lot of times it's from other women, other coworkers who are putting the pressure on them to dedicate, evolve and progress their career 
Uh, and you know, maybe it's put the family aside and there's a lack of respect, but then in the, another community, there's a, there's a pressure to, you know, give up your career and and nurture the home life more. And Mm -hmm. so those are real, whether or not the, the awareness has trickled into actually changing some of those environments. I don't know. Could because the unrealistic expectations, in my opinion, on women still exist. Yeah. In addition to, like you mentioned, having to look quote unquote beautiful. Yeah. Or look a particular way. And unfortunately, beauty is defined by the world in a lot of these cases and not from an internal expression of your own authentic beauty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is nailed it spot on. I, I also, I can speak firsthand. There are crazy unrealistic expectations on men family provider, you know, seven figure earner plus. Um, physically strong, jacked, buff, uh, vitality, you know, sexual abundance and so many unrealistic expectations for men, you know, the ability to build a house with your bare hands, go hunting. And, and some of these, like you'll see them often in the masculine coaches and, and masculine teachers out there on Instagram. And you're like, what? And hustle and grind culture. I get up at four in the morning and I work all day and then I go home and I'm like the perfect dad for the kids. And it's like, holy shit, really? So again, it's the Barbie movie. I wouldn't have expected that to be the case, but there was 0% allotment for the challenges of what it's like to be a male. Yeah, yeah. It just simply highlighted the the cha- uh, challenges for the modern woman, not the modern male. Yeah, one of the things I, I liked about the movie and I thought they nailed was was toxic masculinity. Like yeah, yeah, the portrayal of the fuck boy was so good <laughs> and so hilarious. And the not only the fuck boy, but the CEO tyrant. Sure. Yeah. The CEO tyrant. Um, so a couple different versions of toxic masculinity. You've got the Will Ferrell character who is like the completely tone deaf to the female experience yeah. version of a CEO. Um, and then you've got the Ryan Gosling character as well as kind of extended out through the other Kens when they realize they can step into uh, the patriarch and that the patriarch would provide them power and an ability to rule. And so what they do is they curate Barbie land into this fuckboy heaven where they can basically tell women uh, that their best worth is to listen to them and spend time and attention with them. And, uh, you know, you get everything from guys like with narcissistic tendencies of being obsessed with their own body. You know, these moments where Ryan Gosling's like, like checking himself out and flexing, flexing and realizing how <laughs> handsome he is um, all the way to like, playing you know music for way too long and talking about topics like the godfather old movies these little nudges towards that guy that everybody knows right this is like the frat boy archetype who's completely tone deaf to whether or not the the female counterpart in his life is really interested at all or and you know, not one question about Barbie, right. about Completely what she likes, about what it's all about. Like, look at me, look at me, yeah. look at me, look at how cool I am. Look at how cool I am. I will win her over by showing her how cool I am. Totally. So that they nailed it. Like yeah. that, that is toxic masculinity. Um, and I'll just pivot into what I don't like is that there was no attempt, like actually no attempt, not a breath of effort towards highlighting any of the good parts of men or what we would call a balanced expression of masculinity. Yeah. The highlighting of the toxic masculine nailed it. And it's true. It's all over the place. It's funny because there is truth in what they're depicting, but they did absolutely nothing to Mm -hmm. highlight the balanced masculine, the leadership potential, the safety 
potential that that a mm-hmm. man or a masculine dominant individual can uh, curate for an environment yeah. uh, the strength of the balanced strength of a man um so so again it's the barbie movie i wouldn't have expected them to but there was quite literally no intention or effort to even throw one bone over to men and say there are some redeeming qualities yeah yeah i i agree with everything you said and and uh, one reflection that i had when i was like oh my god yeah that that fuckboy toxic masculine type is they they nail it spot on and in my head i was like damn i'm i'm grateful that in my life now the majority of men that i know and interact with are exactly what you just described where it's like it's balanced they are uh they are strong and capable and also loving and nurturing in their own way looking to provide safety for their family and friends and and um, really depicting really embodying these healthy wonderful parts of masculinity so it was it was a moment where i was like man i'm so glad i'm here in my life and the majority 99.9 percent of men that i know fall into the balanced category rather than the fuckboy category which that was not always the case in my life and so uh i'm just glad that i'm i'm here now and i can uh you know have gratitude for the balance uh the balanced version of masculinity that we interact with now yeah um you could suggest that a kid would see that and maybe make an assumption that all men are bad. All men are this way. I think that's a pretty big leap. I yeah. think most kids should be surrounded by a father figure or a sibling or some adult or even just friend in their life that they'd quickly be able to identify the fact that that's not true. But I also understand the argument that this movie could be taken the wrong way in the sense that someone might come away from it going, all men suck. Yeah. You could. But again, that's like, it's comedy. It's parody. It's, right. if you're looking to be offended by that, yeah, you you are going to be. Um, and, and you just have to come away and be like, oh, yeah, it was, they, they, it was funny. Yeah. But thank God that's not all of real life. Um, I think one other thing that I liked, and then we can, um, I don't know if you're done with your, the things that you liked, but I'll say one more for mine. Um, I liked that they showcased women sort of waking up out of superficial, unconscious, demeaning types of relationships with men quite specifically towards the end of the movie, the Barbies are sort of like under the spell of the Kens where they're just hard in the paint on patriarch and, and toxic masculinity. And the women are just going along with it. Um, and that's real. That happens. That's real. And, yep. and women just like men need to wake up and realize that that's not real masculinity. That's not balanced masculinity. And they're hurting themselves in this type of behavior. But women also need to wake up and not engage in those types of relationships because that's that's really real, too. I think most women in their maybe early 20s or whatever have engaged with uh, a, a man or in a, in a relationship where it's the lines are very blurry and you're kind of just happy that he's like paying attention to you and that you feel some level of validation or like, oh, he desires me. He thinks I'm beautiful. And I'll just because that feels good, I'll I'll be OK 
okay with. I'll go along with whatever other bad, bad behavior or demeaning attitudes towards women that that he uh, throws at me. You know, for example, in the movie, they they point to this what are we like define the relationship okay i'll be your long distance low commitment low maintenance girlfriend Mm -hmm. and that's so real oh yeah and so it's like then they also show women waking up out of this and deciding to not engage in those types of demeaning relationships and that really it's 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 not good for either party yeah i liked that they demonstrated polarity Mm -hmm. between the masculine and the feminine and that there's an energetic spark. We talk about the spark all the time on the medicine podcast and both in the beginning of the show where the Barbies are not necessarily interested in the Kens who are very interested in the Barbies. Um, but you can sense that there's this magnetism from the feminine uh, towards the masculine and the, the masculine is like doing their their best that they can to try to get these girls attention. This is the, this is the evidence of this, this masculine feminine attraction exchange. And, and it shifts throughout the movie when, when the Kens become kind of rulers of Barbie land and the, the women are attracted, the Barbies are attracted and now kind of attracting themselves to these fuckboy archetypes. And even if it's these unbalanced versions of the male and female archetypes, polarity exists. And I like that they're at least showing the fact that, Yo, polarity is in everything. Mm-hmm. There, there's an attraction, a, a negative and a positive attraction and a spark in nature. That's a very natural mm-hmm. thing. Um, and and in the, the the case of the movie, they're showing what that looks like when not when responsibility isn't maintained on one or the other. And mm-hmm. you get these toxic versions of man or or these uh, toxic versions of of female. And then trickling into what I don't like about that is that again going back to the point of how they didn't really resolve many of these challenges in the movie they they prompted these challenges like okay polarity exists there's an un, there's an attraction that is existing between the barbies and the kens but either one or both of the dynamics are toxic in the sense that that attraction is going to lead to something you know detrimental all right real talk If you're anything like me, finding quick foods that are actually healthy and intentionally sourced is not the easiest task these days. Take something like jerky. 99% have added sugars, preservatives, and are sourced from conventional non-organic farms from stressed and possibly diseased animals. Yikes. Okay, what about protein or granola bars? Oftentimes these bars have way more sugar than protein and the protein itself is usually bottom of the barrel, cheap and low quality. We used to have the hardest time while traveling, like what the heck are we supposed to eat when we need something quick? Then I discovered Paleo Valley, hallelujah. Chase and I's favorite when we need something convenient, like during travel. The beef or turkey sticks and superfood bars are literally an answer to my prayers. They are made from real whole foods with no added sugars or mystery ingredients and are super delicious. Even kids love them. Get this, Paleo Valley sources their meat and their bone broth protein exclusively from organic regenerative farmers. The animals are pasture-raised, grass-fed their entire life, and the farmers themselves are practicing regenerative farming. This means that they are actually healing our Earth's soil rather than killing it and stripping it like conventional farms. 
I feel so good knowing that I'm blessing my body with high quality foods and supporting our earth and future generations by supporting Paleo Valley. If you want to try for yourself, you can use the direct link in the show notes to check out Paleo Valley and use the code MEDICINE, that's M-E-D-I-C-I-N for a discount, or just check them out in our medicine cabinet at getmimifit.com. We're bringing you only the best, boo. Cheers. What they don't ever do is pivot the polarity from something that's toxic into something that's complementary, And yeah. so the masculine and the feminine dynamic of the Barbies and Kens n- breaks and never gets resolved into something that's complementary of, e- yeah. uh, of each other. And rather it's left as polar opposites that can't necessarily be reconciled in a healthy way that produces a, a legitimate spark of relationship. Yeah. They depict men and women as polar opposites rather than polar compliments. They leave the movie with, all right, Barbie land is for the women essentially and that's fine. The real world is kind of where men rule and we'll just leave it at that. There isn't really this reconciliation yeah. effort. And, and I felt like that was a, a drop yeah. ball for sure. And yeah, that it kind of bleeds into something that I disliked, which, which is like that men and women are always going to be in competition with each other. It's perpetual back and forth. It's the pendulum swinging from one end of the extreme spectrum to the other end. And that, that the middle ground is, doesn't exist. Yeah. And I just, I don't think that that's the way that society is, but also how it should be depicted. Um, I wish that they would have really shown men and women in, you know, uh, embodying their innate, unique gifts as men and women and leaning into those and having them be complementary to towards each other rather than something that needs to be like head buddy. For sure. Um, so I, I do wish the, I wish it would have ended differently. Yeah, for sure. Um, last ones for me, there's lots of discussion around the patriarch and they, they leave Barbie land and go into the real world. And Ken is, is gets a taste and so does Barbie of the patriarch. And it's all hyperbole of what a male dominated world looks like. And dude, it's true. Like the, 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 the idea of the patriarch really sucks in a lot of ways. It's this like authoritarian boss, traditionally male type figure that you can change the, the lane of life, but it's really common. And most people who are our age, at least have experienced this, that's your traditional work dynamic where you've got just a dickhead boss. You've got a educational upbringing through school where you've got a jerk of a teacher that has seemingly all power or some, or the principal of the school who's just a grumpy asshole. And they've got all consuming power that you are subject to as the student. You've got church like we grew up in, where you've got a male pastoral figure who somehow has like direct connection to God, who is also a male and you're getting sort of beat down with the rules and always sinful because you're breaking them, whether you're aware of it or not. Um, and then it trickles into every other lane. I mean, you can, you can see it everywhere in our culture and they, na- they nail the sense that that sucks. That's a shitty world to live in. Like it is where they miss. And what I don't like about that is I have spent the last, you know, 10 to 15 years of my career in the mainstream world. And I've lived in large urban environments on the West coast, everything from Seattle to Los Angeles to San Diego. And I've had more female authority figures in my career than I have had male. I've answered to more women in my career than I have men. 
and have had a really incredible working relationships with women have seen situations where many men have had beautiful, cohesive relationships with women in the workplace and have seen it shake out to be really productive and work really well. And so again, the Barbie creators didn't owe this to anybody, but what I didn't really like is that there was no attempt at even acknowledging the fact that in 2023, in the quote unquote real world, there are environments where the dynamic between men and women is working and it's productive and it's relatively equal. I'm not saying that's the tone of everything. And if you collectively combined all of those environments, we might quite literally still have a patriarch male dominated situation going on. But I have seen firsthand where that is not the case Mm -hmm. and that I've worked beautifully well and seen working quite well women in various positions of power and authority over men in the hierarchy of the work environment and it being really productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are more women CEOs in 2023 than there ever have been, which is not surprising um, to me at all, just based on what you just explained. Like women are choosing to have kids later in life and they're choosing their career before, I mean, more women are doing this, obviously not every woman, but more women are doing that. They're, they're going the route of building their career and, and, you know, advancing in these other um, lanes of life, maybe before having kids and a family and everything. And, and that's just, that's more of um, the modern woman kind of path. Um, so I yeah, I totally agree that they they could have just even like one scene at the end, they could have shown uh, how men and women, you know, come together or show them working together in a, uh, a balanced way in the work environment, um, because that's that's probably more realistic than than the alternative. There was a couple of vague like as the Kens were having these identity crises towards the end of the movie, there's this sort of vague. Uh, conversation between Barbie and Ken where where she's like, you can just be Ken. Yeah. You know, just be you, which is like a really uh, vague UBU type of way to end a movie that's yeah. not really deep at all and yeah. doesn't provide any help yeah. to anybody. Everybody's had that friend who's like, yeah. you just be yourself and you'll be yeah. fine. That's kind of a dumb way to wrap it up, I think, yeah. for the, for the totally. Kens. Like, the Kens literally asked the the president um, of Barbie Land, like, oh, can we have a spot on the Supreme Court? And she's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, no, a, you can have a, a low, low, low level position somewhere. We'll find something And that for was you. a specific barb at the way that like the judicial system works in the United States where there still is predominantly men representation and only at a very certain level have there been women to step forth in recent years. So I think that was a very specific yeah, bar totally. uh, at, at, at totally. men. But, but that's not, that's still speaking to the pendulum going from either all women are, women are in control and in ruling positions or men are right. in control and ruling positions. And that there's was an no, opportunity. Like, that right? that yeah. was the opportunity yeah. to be like, you know what? Let's talk about your strengths and like, sure. maybe we can find a really good position for yeah, you yeah. or whatever. Like that would have been like, it would have changed the movie. Yeah. Or I thought that an alternative ending could have been Barbie, you know, at the end, like be- spoiler becomes human. And I thought that, you know, 
she could have maybe been brought in to Mattel that was an all male, you know, board of directors or CEO, C level, where, uh, you know, they were they were talking about what was going to happen to Barbie. And instead of her going to just live a human life, like maybe she could have come in to Mattel and been on the the board or something. And that would have been a more like cohesive ending rather than just like, oh, yeah, just go be human. For sure. Um, I thought the kind of the the becoming human at the end was it was kind of like I wasn't expecting that at all. It was kind of just an interesting way to to end it. But um, overall, again, I thought the movie was hilarious. If you haven't seen it yet, you've gotten a lot of spoilers by now, but just go into it trying to not be offended and you won't be. Yeah. Just laugh along at what you think is genuinely funny if it sparks something out of you you don't just try not to second guess what you decide to laugh at totally and there's some great lessons that have nothing to do with gender they talk about the human experience is constantly changing and it's constantly challenging something we talk about all the time on the show they make that really really clear and specific there's a conversation between the human and the barbie where that's quite literally outlined like yo welcome to being human yeah it's about feeling deeply it's about and and that nothing lasts forever and that there's this constant chaotic change and that if you want things to be the same or be the way they used to be that is a a dream that is not based in reality and that's one that does not allow opportunity for for growth and so i appreciated that listen if there was a movie that only highlighted how shitty marriage was then there are movies like this i think in, in in fact one of the creators of this movie also did the movie like a marriage story or something like that, that, that showcases divorce and how brutal divorce is. Um, but if there was a movie that was only about people cheating, various divorces, how shitty, how shitty marriage was. And I was a married person who had a thriving, abundant, happy marriage. I would go, this is an anti-marriage movie. And I'm, I'm slightly offended by no example of a healthy, thriving marriage. And so when I zoom out and I look at this movie and I see that most of the portrayal of men is the shittiest versions of men or some of the shittiest, you know, they didn't include like Hitler in there, but, but some of these kind of surface level crappy versions of men, I sit, I sit back and go, damn, this is anti-man. Yeah, it's anti-man, it's anti-male. That being said, it's hilarious and it's comedy. And I wouldn't expect SNL to allot time and effort in their comedy attempts to take in the considerations of the holistic picture for the Kardashians or for any other celebrity that they're making fun of or any other TV show that they're making fun of. So I had no expectation that this was going to be pro-male, pro-masculine, mm-hmm. pro-men. I also maintain the idea that if I'm going to be sit- going to be someone who sits here and and looks at humor for some of my favorite stand-up comedians like Joe Rogan and Dave Chappelle who make jokes about certain people, groups of people and claim that they are only jokes and that they don't actually trickle into those feelings of dislike or have any sort of hate in their body. I also can sit back and watch this movie and go, I have no evidence to suggest that this movie is about hating men. No, I have no evidence to suggest that this movie has anything outside of a comedic angle, a Mm -hmm. a poke at worst of men. And so I sit here and go, movie's friggin' hilarious. It's good. I think everybody should watch it. If you're interested, if you don't fucking want to watch it, don't watch it. Um, But that it's anti, it's anti men. Yeah. 
Yeah, it is. I would say, yes, it is. But also, it's a fictional story in a fictional land made of dolls. So Ken, it's like... Ken it, <laughs> is an accessory to Barbie. Yeah. Like, yeah. the movie should be with an accessory feature for the men. Yeah. Yeah. So, is it anti-male? Yes. But also, it's comedy. So, like, you know, just chill don't take out. it. Chill out. Just freaking relax. Like, we need to... I would love to live in a society where people can just relax and laugh yeah. at jokes, um, you know, and I'm going to continue to laugh at jokes that poke to seeds of truth, whether, you know, even if it's about something that I identify with, where jokes about white people, I think are freaking hilarious. Jokes about religious people, f- super funny. Jokes about the spiritual community, I think are hilarious. Right jokes about patriarchy or whatever like or jokes about woke culture yeah like cracks me up i get frustrated when i go in to watch let's say a the lord of the rings tv show which i did not particularly like no there was no interest in talking about story and and deep archetype and it was more of a politically correct exercise that's when i get pissed off yeah because the 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 gate of the building that is this story or this piece of entertainment content suggests that it's going to be something and you step inside of that gate and it's a complete upside down environment that lacks any real storytelling depth and is just sort of like whimsical flimsy versions of politically correctness yeah and i'm like the fuck this is not what i signed up for when you told me this was lord of the rings yeah Right. That's a little different when this is screaming pink and has Barbie on it. I have yeah. this idea that it's probably going to lean feminist and whether that trickles into something of hate, I guess is your own opinion, but I did not feel that way. No, I didn't think it was hateful. I think it was pulling on very real threads that all of us have seen and witnessed in the real world, maybe not to this degree, but to some level that make it funny. Um, so I think it's, uh, I would probably see it again, you know, when it comes out. Um, would I take my kid to it? Probably not. Um, but I think overall, if you are interested in the movie and you can just relax and laugh, you're going to like it. Totally. Guys, this is our 200th episode. What? 200th episode. If you are just listening to the medicine podcast for the first time, you've got 199 episodes yeah. <laughs> that you can go back and listen to. Might want to yeah, maybe skip the first few. We probably know what the hell we were doing. <laughs> but uh, wow, what a journey. If, yeah. if you're loving this show, we would so much appreciate you. Give us some feedback. We're on mm-hmm. Instagram all the time. Uh, both of us are available via direct message. Um, share any of these episodes to your stories that means a ton to us helps us grow uh you can quite literally share the link of these on either apple Podcasts or spotify Podcasts to your instagram story or just send to someone you love send to someone that you think would enjoy this conversation let us know what you thought about the episode we're on youtube now as well uh, and you can watch our beautiful faces talk about these various topics and anytime you you watch one of those videos uh, it's much appreciated if you like or leave a comment. Even better if you just subscribe to the channel at large. Um, and uh, we've got more coming, hopefully another 200 episodes to go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, more, I think. Um, we've got some incredible guests lined up in the next few weeks that I'm really excited for. So if you liked this conversation, you like our other conversations, make sure you subscribe so that you can they can just download right into your library. But we appreciate you guys so much. Before we go, I got to know for you, my love, 
what is your medicine today? My medicine today is being back in one of my favorite places in the whole entire world, San Diego, after a summer of travel and mm -hmm. hardly getting any time on this beautiful island that we live off of, uh, just off of San Diego, we live on this incredible little island. And so I will spend a little extra time appreciating my home uh, today and this weekend and just sit in acknowledgement for the things that are going so well in life because everybody and everything wants to show me all of the things that suck. <laughs> and my psyche needs a little more time focusing on yeah. the blessings and the opportunities that are at my fingertips all the time. And the bliss that the is bliss. available, the yeah. pleasure. What about you? What's your medicine? My medicine was this morning going on a long island walk with my mushroom coffee in hand and just walking around the island listening to my audiobook. I was listening to The Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Mm. It's fascinating, super deep and very dense, um, but really enjoying it and um, saw some creatures, dogs, cats, birds, and uh, stopped to smell a few flowers. And it's just... It's so simple. These are the simple medicines that are so rewarding and so pleasure filled if we quite literally stop to smell the roses and, yeah. and just soak in the pleasure and the bliss that is available to us. Like, ugh, it's, it was absolute medicine. There's something to all these cliches. Yeah. Like a, a, a self-development practice that everybody should partake in is like, go look up the, mo the top 20 most overused like cliches for a better life mm -hmm. you'll you've probably heard of all of them but just take a minute to like actually yeah, meditate yeah. on what they mean and it's live, like laugh love shit it's yeah. really good live laugh love it's be really here now good. be here now i mean all yeah. the live laugh love kind of drives me crazy but <laughs> everything else is pretty pretty on the table for a deeper evaluation yeah yeah thank you so much for hanging out with us um if you guys like this type of episode let us know we can do more of these ones and uh send this to someone that you think maybe Maybe you saw the Barbie movie with and you want to you want to see what they think of uh, this conversation. We appreciate you. We love you. Go spread some light. Okay, bye. Come on, Barbie. Let's go party. Let's go party. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening. Did you hear anything today that expanded your mind, made you laugh, touched your soul, or caused you to think differently about this topic? I hope so. I invite you to share this episode with someone you love. It takes 30 seconds and has the potential for a great ripple effect. Our world needs more people having real, honest, and open-minded dialogue on big topics. And you never know, you may just change their entire day. We love you and appreciate you being here with us. Cheers.